0: This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, "No game plan, no victory." Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Albertsons, it's just better. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Peterson Chevrolet, satisfy your love to drive. Comet Dry Cleaners, it's the best. The Wellness Center of Boise, to do well, you have to be well. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health.
1: Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Each week we will have in depth conversations with leaders in sports, business, and within the community. Through conversations with these leaders, we will examine the importance of creating a game plan to succeed in all areas of life. It will be interesting to learn the principles, practices, and priorities that each individual incorporates into the biggest game of all, the game of life. My mantra is no game plan, no victory. Today on the Game Plan for Life show, we have a young man by the name of Brian White. And Brian is, uh, would you say, owner, or operator of Dutch Bros Boise? Is that a good way to describe you, Brian?
2: Yeah, that's uh, we're everything east of Cloverdale Road is kind of our territory.
1: Okay. Well, I'm sure uh, fans and folks are, are out there that have been to Dutch Bros, been very impressed with not only the quality of the of the product, but uh, the people that are working in those booths have just been some of the most delightful people I know that I've had a chance to visit with. And uh, before we get into the Dutch Bros story, Brian, and how this all came about and where it's headed, I'd like to talk to you about your growing up and where did you grow up? Where did, what do you call, where do you call home?
2: Home for us is uh, Bend, Oregon. Um, I was technically born down in California, but moved to Bend in fourth grade. So all my kinda school years and growing up years and memories are in Bend.
1: Okay, and you came to Boise when?
2: We moved to boise in 2006 so just about 10 years ago
1: okay about 10 years and t- talk a little bit about your family what have you got i know you got some youngins
2: oh yeah we got uh, so my wife libby and i've been married for actually 10 years um, as of a couple weeks ago so um we have uh, had a long uh, a long journey so far in uh, marriage and then we have uh three kids we have uh, two daughters alia and sophia Aaliyah is eight, and Sophia is six, and then we have Dominic, our uh, newest one is about 14 months now, 14, 15 months, so.
1: Wow, you've got, uh, got some young ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's... I'll bet you that keeps you on your toes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he
2: just started walking, and so he's going all over the place.
1: Oh, uh, that's, that's great, and I know how important family is to you guys, and uh, knowing your family, it's, uh, it's, it's a great bunch. Well, Brian, um, I want to talk a little bit about how Dutch Bros came into being here in Boise and talk about the success and and, uh, why it's been such a success. But why don't you start at the beginning? That's always a good place to start. And and kind of walk us through how this – what was the dream? What was the vision?
2: So my story with Dutch Bros started uh, over in Bend, I went to Oregon State University and I was taking some senior level classes at the satellite campus in Bend just to finish up my degree. And I actually just took the job like many of our people do today, it was just a way to make money through college and um, started working over there as just the night guy and just getting some hours around school and um, you know, not to go day by day, but basically one thing led to another and I got the opportunity to manage one of the new stores opening there. And through that time, my wife, Libby, actually was working there as well at the time. Um, She wasn't my wife then. We started dating while we were working. Um, Just had a lot of stuff in common through conversations, working together. and um, So I I took over that store on the east side. Um, If you're familiar with the area when you're driving in from Boise, it's the first store you'll see out on the east side of Bend. Um, So I was lucky enough to graduate uh, from Oregon State and was managing and um, got the opportunity to uh, get engaged to Libby. We dated for a year and a half, two years while working in Bend, um, got engaged. And all of a sudden it was that moment of, I just graduated with my degree. I'm getting married. It was kind of like, uh-oh, maybe it's time to get a big boy job, do something with the degree. Or So we uh, sat down to talk. My dad's been a contractor developer mm-hmm. for years. So that was an option to go into the family business that way. And um, it was just through some conversations with Libby of us, just really loving what we were doing, working for the company Dutch Bros, and uh, I think it was it was her idea one day it just popped up, and she kind of said, "Hey, well, what if we were to franchise this somewhere?" You got, I had a general business degree, so it was kind of a chance to use some of the degree towards that, and so luckily for us, this was you know twelve years ago, eleven years ago, and franchising was a much different. Uh, program than it is today. Right. right. Um, so it was more complicated than this, but it was kind of a smile and a handshake back then with some of the headquarter guys. Um, we looked at a lot of areas, Portland, um, even some California cities, and nothing was really sticking out. Um, there was nothing really in Portland available. So uh, what happened was I pulled out a map and started looking at kind of northwest cities and came across Boise. Um, we'd never been out here before. Um, so... My mom, dad, and I actually jumped in a car and drove out here, and it was a done deal from mm. the first hour I was in town. Wow. It, was, it was just it's it was the perfect setting for size we wanted, you know, the city values and young town and all that.
1: So, what was the next step after you kind of decided where you were going? Then, then how did you launch it?
2: So, once we knew it was Boise, um, we moved out here pretty quickly after Libby and I got married. And she took a part-time job working at what was Gold's Gym back there, just working the front desk. And I would spend my days pretty much just driving up and down every street in Boise in our area, looking for property or maybe some takeover opportunities of of other businesses. And so what kind of happened was over the course of six months of being out here, we had actually purchased the Broadway and Vista locations, um, just the dirt, and we were going through the city process. And I was driving down Chinden one day. Um, where our Chinden location is today, and there was a for sale sign on the property. So I called on it, and um, at the time the drive through was uh, called Mountain Java, I believe. Mm. It was just kind of mom and pop, right. um, double drive through. And so I called. It was for the property, not the business. So I kind of said, "Oh, we'll forget it." You know, we're I don't want to buy something with another coffee shop on it that's still active. So I kind of let it go. And about two weeks later, I was driving down Chinden again, and there was now. The big for sale sign, there was a small for sale sign in the window of the shop itself. So I called that number and got on the phone with the the owner at the time. And a really nice guy, and he had kind of just said, you know, I've been trying to get out of it for a little while. So, you know, yeah, I'd love to sell. So Chinden actually became the first one in Boise and actually in the whole state of Idaho. That wow. was the first Dutch Bros in the state. Um, but it wasn't supposed to be. We we were slated to have Vista and Broadway be one and two. But we got that one and were able to do a real quick turnaround. You know, We just did a kind of a basic remodel, changed the color signs, and and opened that one up in February of '07.
1: Wow. And where are, are you today with numbers of?
2: So we have nine open in Boise. Um, we have a 10th coming. Um, actually, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be downtown on the corner of 8th and Main in that new uh, city center plaza right. building. Right. And it's gonna be a little different for us cause it's not gonna have a drive through which is very untypical of Dutch Bros. Um, there's only, I think there's, I wanna say there's, four, we'll be the fourth strictly coffee house without a drive through in the chain. So it's gonna create some, a new adventure for us and, mm-hmm. and kinda stretch us a little bit with kind of working beyond our normal boundaries but Um, We're looking forward to it. So that'll be 10, and then we have two more drive-throughs that we're pursuing um, to do. uh, We don't have any of the areas located yet, but we will be doing two more drive-throughs somewhere in Boise.
1: Well, you guys have really been on the move, and it's been a great success story. And What would you say, Brian, and looking back now from the beginning, um, what are some of the principles, practices, and priorities that have helped make? your your dutch bros a success
2: yeah so i mean looking at kind of backing up a little bit since i kind of skipped over it but um you know when dutch bros hasn't always been a success here in boise um when we first opened the first year year and a half was a struggle um it was nobody really knew who we were there's there's a handful of organ transplants out here in boise that knew of us but a lot of people just thought we were that same mountain java just w- with a new remodeled name they didn't know the dutch Bros story or anything about us so it was it was tough at the beginning living Liv- Liv- and i had a lot of sleepless nights kind of you know with the reality that we were actually making more money managing for the company in ben than we were owning right. in boise which which is a you don't think it's going to go that way like when we first came out here you know everyone said well just be realistic with projections, this and that. But the stores we were working in in Bend were some of the top stores in the company. So that was really our reality. Right. As much as people said, hey, don't expect to be doing that. In the back of our minds, we did because it was impossible not to well, that's what you knew. that. Yeah, yeah, that's what you knew. So beginning, one of the biggest things that I just had to learn was, backing up just a little bit, uh, my parents were our primary investors when we first started because Libby and I weren't, I mean, we were 23 years old and, You know just straight out college we didn't have any money to our name and so my parents came forward as our kind of primary investors up front and the difficulty was those first especially those first six months when it we just had chinden open we were losing money every day and some of the things you don't realize in the hub of, of starting a business and all that is you know two weeks in you're gonna have to pay your payroll your employees expect to be paid two weeks in and when that two weeks came and the money wasn't there it took a lot of humbleness on my part and to being able to make that call back to my dad and say, yep. Hey, we're out of money. Right. It was the really hard adjustment because it wasn't just one call. I mean, it was every other week for six months making that call like, Hey, we're out we're trying hard, but we're out of money again. So it's, uh, it's something that kind of taught me that humbleness of just, you know, getting over yourself and believing in what you're doing. And that's kind of what Libby and I acted on. We had, basically blind faith that this thing was going to work. Um, which I think the only reason we had that is because we came from the company. I think if we were just just big money guys or something that came in from the outside, not knowing the Dutch Bros culture and story, I don't think we'd have stuck around. I think we needed to know that it's going to work. And we kept telling ourselves, although we were having those sleepless nights, we kept telling ourselves, like, this thing is going to work. We know it for a fact. so it was just partly that getting over making those phone calls and being able to have that humble heart to just say, hey, we're still not there yet. You know, we understand and it's it's coming, but it's not there. So I need another, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, please.
1: Yep. Well, you had the wisdom and the foresight to, to know that uh, sooner or later things were going to start to turn. And that's that's what we want to hear a little bit more about but uh, we're talking with Brian White the the owner operator of Dutch Bros here in Boise and uh, they are a sponsor uh, one of our sponsors of game plan for life and we sure appreciate that and and uh, I know they also do a lot of of stuff in the community and Brian yeah. I want to talk to you about that because you know not a lot of companies uh, do as much as you guys do to, to help within the community so tell us um, wh- what is uh, the deal there
2: yeah, so the company has a philosophy of this give-back nature to it. Um, so just even written into our franchise agreements, there are requirements for us to give back to our local communities um, that we're within. But it's it's the fact that not only Libby and I and our franchise here, but all the other franchises around, we always go above and beyond those minimal numbers um, because it is important for, for one, we love this community here, so it's easy to give back to. Um, and two just the company values of you know we're dutch pros owners headquarters, team stuff we don't feel like we're in the coffee business we're in the relationship business we just happen to serve coffee um so i mean don't get me wrong the coffee's good but a lot of places have great coffee we're we're here to kind of brighten the community and you know our philosophy if we can change someone's day for the one and a half, two minutes, we see them at the window and get them to smile and send them away like that. Like, we've done something for that people, uh, for the the people, our customer base. So um, it's important to not just financially give back for us, but to really fill someone's cup, you know. when right. We see our our broistas, as we call them, our, they're like teachers, counselors. I mean, they're to these customers because they come in, mm-hmm. and we see all sorts of, you know, sadness and things that, you know, and our customers get to know our people so they just open up to them and we hear all about you know dogs passing away uh, siblings with cancer things like that we hear all this stuff and there is there is sadness and hurt out there but we're trying to to flip that around and and make it positive as much as we can whether that's with a free drink whether that's just with a laugh and a high-five or whether you know everything we do every day is about the customer we we have a mindset when we're training is you know it's not about us like the music that's playing in there isn't for us it's for the customers we try to pick stuff that everyone likes and which sometimes is hard because we have six-year-olds and we have eighty six-year-olds sure, and everything be sure. in between so it's hard to capture all the genres but um our employees truly have that kind of that servants heart and that yeah. that love for our customer base so
1: well i would i would certainly second that i've been so impressed in in going through various locations and visiting with those young people. Um, it's just a, they do such a, a great job, just like you've described. Um, so I want to talk to you about that. I, what is your hiring process? How do you come up with these people that seem to be so positive and outgoing and, like you say, fill up a person's cup not only mm-hmm. with coffee but with other things as well, with encouragement? Uh, so what what is your hiring process? That's got to be a real key for you.
2: It is, yeah. We have... Um... We, we've kind of changed it over the years as, as we've grown, but we have it pretty set now to where I have a full-time hiring and training manager. Um, so what happens is like for Boise specific stores, all the resumes, everything like that come into our main office there behind our shop on Shinden. And he starts and he basically calls everyone. And it's a kind of a three-step process where everybody, for the most part, granted there's availability, Restrictions, So sometimes they don't get a call if you just don't fit into what our hours right, we're looking sure, for. But sure. for the most part, everybody that fits gets gets that first interview. Um, and then you just know, like we've done this long enough. We know who we're looking for. And, and through that 10 minute conversation, we can really get an idea of the personality because that's We're basically hiring attractive personalities is what we're trying to find because yep. we can teach anyone how to make coffee, smoothies, all that stuff. That, that's the easy part is teaching someone to do that. We've found over the years you can't really teach someone else a new personality at this point. It's uh, We've tried. We've tried to change some personalities mm-hmm. and things like that, and it just doesn't work. So we're looking for that perfect fit of fit. that person mm-hmm. that's going to come in with that servant leadership and just have a an overall love for the community and and the customer base because i want if you come through dutch bros i want and then you see one of our employees at costco or target or anything like that i want you to see the same person like we're we're not trying to put on a show for anyone we're just truly have these selfless people that all they want to do is make a difference and change
1: absolutely absolutely well, Brian, what uh, you know, I'm going to ask you this question that I think is important too. I, I know that, that you and your family go to the same church and, and all, but what role has faith played through all of this? Obviously, you describe some of the early years and the early going that sure. was that was tough. But how has faith? What role has faith played through all of this?
2: I think it was the number one, the number one aspect that we had to keep from the get go when Libby and I moved out here, and you know. When Chinden opened, we had a great, this was back when Dutch Bros would do two-day grand openings. Everything was free. So, you know, we we open on a Friday and a Saturday. Everything's free, and the cars are flooded, lines down all the way to Fred Meyer and and everything like that. And then Sunday was our first day of actual normal business, and I remember that morning, morning vividly because we got there, and it was literally like tumbleweeds blowing through the parking lot, like nobody was coming. And so from day one, we had to have that faith, that mm. it was going to work out and it you know we relied a lot on prayer and and all that stuff to get us through the beginning because we didn't have anything else so um luckily we stuck it out and it did start turning around but i mean just when that very beginning when the thoughts are going through your head not only you know i'm failing basically my family and you know my new wife and All this stuff, but I'm also looking at like, okay, are we going to be the first Dutch Bros ever to have to close its doors because it's not coming in? And so you have all these heavy thoughts weighing on you and then turn around and you're 23 years old, freshly married, and have all those changes and stresses Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it was truly faith that got us to where we are today and continues to. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well. That's the rock, and, and obviously um, you guys have uh, it's an amazing story, you know, from the very beginning to where it is today. Um, and, and what I would ask you, Brian, is to, to think about what, what are, what's some wisdom you could pass on to folks out there that in dealing with challenges such as you faced early on and in adversities that you faced early on, obviously we've talked about faith and prayer and, and uh, but what what encouragement uh, what wisdom would you share with? With people that uh, that maybe face a similar
2: thing, um, I think again not to just keep repeating the same thing, but I mean it is it is truly just believing in whatever you're going through or whatever you're doing. If if you have complete faith in what it is you're going after, and ours was ours wasn't necessarily, hey, we're going to have uh, you know the best product line in the industry, the you know most innovative. Way of doing making a cup of coffee, anything like that. I think our vision is we're going to be the company that changes, you know, customer service in Boise, what it looks like. So, you know, f- for us, that was our vision and what we wanted to do. And so we wanted to stick true to that, even when the money wasn't coming in, customers were coming in. Those few customers we did have, they were our rock, our family. And really, I think I learned as much if not more from them in those early years we have a couple of them that are still everyday customers that have been forever through um they sometimes complain a little more they don't get to sit around and talk to us as as much because there's someone behind them but um you know those type of situations that we went through where we were really rock bottom like losing hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day Hmm. and having to make those phone calls to not only just an investor but your dad that you're like want to make proud and everything like that and you're saying like hey we're still failing but Right. Well,
1: so. kudos to your, to your parents too for believing in you and believing in what you were doing, and it's it's just like I say, it's just a, a great story. Well, the thing that you mentioned, a servant's heart, you know, that you see these young people, and you know, the number one ability in the in the world, in my book, is the ability to work well with people mm-hmm. and to encourage people and care about people, and that's what I see when I go through those Dutch Bros uh, stands. Uh, they they do such a great job. Well, Brian, uh, obviously, you probably get a lot of applications, people that want to work mm-hmm. at Dutch Bros, and there's probably a process there, but in our listening audience, uh, you know, if somebody might have a an interest in, in uh, checking into this, um, what would they do?
2: Yeah, you know, the best thing that we, we've found over the years of hiring is, is, one, a lot of times what we end up hiring are friends, roommates, um, <laughs> brothers, sisters of people that already work for us, right. just because for one they kind of understand what we're all about they have a little history but um one of the biggest things i encourage a lot of people when they ask me like hey how do I, it's really hard to get hired there how do i get hired and one of my biggest things is i tell them will go through whatever shop you go through keep going through but start making friends and relationships with some of our people because they're all great but usually it's one of our employees coming in and like hey we got this customer mm. you know whoever it is they're great they've been hanging out with us they understand the system so I think taking a little bit of time and investing it and getting to know our our employees that are currently working for us, um, that's where I see most of the referrals coming from. Um, not to say we don't just hire if you just drop off an application, that stuff happens too. There's just so many we get. Right. It's really nice to have that referral from someone that's been working for us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, another thing that I see in in going through these uh, locations is that uh, they're having fun. hmm you know and that's contagious too when people see other people having fun and having a great attitude and i mean it's contagious so you're 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 uh, like i say you're filling the cup with a lot of other stuff too and but what does brian do for fun after <laughs> with three kids three little kids yeah. and and the and in the business that's uh... That's obviously uh... going gangbusters now and a lot of future stuff coming along
2: what, what does brian do Um so really like you kind of hit it, nail on the head family's number one yeah. to us um so with the three kids and one being 14 months we're, we're definitely I spend most of my time when I'm not at work is at home hanging with the kiddos and Libby and then um, like you mentioned earlier my parents are in town here as well as my sister and brother-in-law and so we do a lot of family stuff um but you know for the most part we just try to have fun here locally in Boise I mean last summer we were out of town so much just for trips we thought that's what we wanted to do and we really by the end of the summer found out like wow we actually really like enjoying boise in the summer so um just little trips up to mccall stuff like that to get away is it's great for us we just love being around idaho and checking out all the different different lakes and things like that we haven't seen so uh,
1: that's fantastic well, the model that you've built with Dutz Bros here in Boise, I think, is a model to, to be uh, respected. And, and probably a lot of other companies and businesses could learn a lot from it. But uh, the thing that makes it go, as you've described and, and I've witnessed, is, is the people. Yeah. And people are still the, the best asset that you have. And when you hire people that care and people that uh, go out of their way to, to make others feel uh, important and good, why well, that's that really – is the whole ball of wax. So, anything else, Brian, that um, comes to mind regarding Dutch Bros that been part of the process um, that you'd like to perhaps share?
2: uh I think you hit it on the head. When it is, it's it's our it's our people, and and we know that. Libby and I still preach that to everyone when we first hire them. And I mean, they are. We built this company around the idea of this is our family. So when we just had the one store, it was really pretty easy because we'd have you know movie nights things like that like that. And we really did have that family atmosphere as we've grown. We've really realized, you know, now it's still a tight knit family, but basically, you know, your shop is your immediate family. And then all the other stores, are your cousins that you see, you know, once, twice a year, stuff like that. So we really try to keep that family aspect and, um, it's been working really well.
1: Yeah, oh, that's that's great. Is there a website people can go to if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, the more?
2: company has a website, Dutch, Dutchbros.com, and you can link up with any of our stores and get locations. And then obviously we have the Facebook, Twitter. Um, sure. Also, I don't know them all, but yeah. there's so many now. But
1: in <laughs> the Shinden one, is that kind of where your main office that's is? Our and, yeah, main that's our Boise yeah. main office. Yeah, main yeah. office. You can yeah.
2: come there anytime and just say hi or yeah.
1: Well, Brian, uh, we've been visiting with Brian White, uh, the owner-operator of Dutch Bros in Boise. And, Brian, just want to thank you so much for for what you're doing in the community and for a lot of people and, and for being a sponsor of this show, Game Plan for Life. And we want to wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, Brian.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Helping Hands Firearms Training. Educating Responsibly Armed Americans. Bacon Berry Hill. Bacon, you gotta love it. Berry Hill, you're gonna like it. Mass Mutual. We'll help you get there. And Summer's Funeral Home. Every life leaves a legacy. Join Skip next week as he talks to Julie Walker, a registered dietitian and a certified diabetes educator at the Humphreys Diabetes Center, and Bob Rice, who has been a type 1 diabetic for 56 years. You can catch every episode of Game Plan for Life at 941thevoice.com or on iTunes. If you have a question for Skip, you can send an email to skip at myfamilyradio.com. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend and remember no game plan, no victory.